All right, Horn Hound Weekend. It is time to get started. We got the Oddity Files podcast getting ready to come up here. Let me introduce you to Kitsy Dun- uh, Duncan, Clayton Abbott, and possibly third. All right, here we go. Get up here. I have to show you what this, our, our biggest, littlest fan, stand up on the chair. chair. Look at this. Look at this Look shirt. at this boy. <laughs> now, pal. Number one fan. Go see your mom. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And this is DJ Jimmy. Yeah. So, what we are is we're a paranormal podcast. We talk about creepy shit and we drop the F-bomb a whole lot, Um, but we're a podcast where we talk about creepy shit, like I said, we've got snarky attitudes. Sometimes more than others. Yeah, 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 and uh, we drink wine, so cheers everybody. Always. (laughs) Last night it was bourbon because it had been a week, but. (laughs) Yeah, top secret, we had to record three episodes last night, and it was rough. So that's one thing about starting like a smaller independent podcast is, you know, we don't have those radio stations behind us to go into their studios and record live every time that we're, um, you know, that we're wanting to broadcast an episode. We're doing this quite literally in a bedroom turned studio um, in Kitsy's house and actually... I like to call it the dungeon. Right. And then uh, (laughs) DJ Jimmy just edits the whole thing and throws them together. and every Friday you guys have one. So it has been crazy just not having that, you know, that mass production that you get from a radio station. Oh, but I love it. I love it, it that it it's just makes just it us a lot more fun. It's so raw and we just get to be ourselves. We don't have anyone saying, You can't say this, you can't say this. We just say whatever the hell we want. Literally. Sometimes it might offend people, uh, and we are sorry most of the time, but like that's just no. who we are. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do is we each come up with a story for every episode. We don't know what the story that each other is going to tell. And we kind of just surprise each other and try to outspooky each other, maybe? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like we, if you don't know, we also have a TV show on Amazon Prime called Oddity Files. And it's an investigative paranormal show where we quite literally go all over the world to try to find ghosts. And everything you know spirits we find all the ghosts um and so we were like let's start a podcast but we didn't want to limit ourselves just to talking about ghosts so that's why we talk about cryptids and ufos and just anything that legends lore anything so often people they think paranormal only means ghosts but paranormal is just things that aren't normal and just that you don't exactly have an answer for right and so um like in one of our first episodes, I'm sure a lot of people will have heard of a chupacabra, which, yeah, I had a hundred times, but I didn't really know what it was or the story behind it. And so that's kind of what we do. We just find things that Can we I didn't even know very, we wanted to know. The very first about. episode, my very first story was the Loveland, the Frogman? What does it say? Frogman. <laughs> the Loveland Frogman. And that's why we're wearing this yeah. uniform today to rep Cincy and to rep the podcast. Yeah. So got to start somewhere, right? We do. <laughs> um, you know, I noticed somebody else is wearing some ride gear out here. Holla. Um, so our podcasts come out every Friday. And today's podcast was a big fucking deal. I don't know if any of you have heard of Norman Reedus. Yeah. 
He was a guest on the show today yeah. and had the creepiest freaking story I've ever heard. And God, I love that man. I kind of wish he was here. I know, right? Can yeah. you imagine if he walked out? But then he'd like, you know, outshine us and then. Well, this yeah. is our show, he, Norman. All right, you have enough. where you are, Mr. <laughs> man. <laughs> um, but on the way out here, I do have to say, I. I think it was a good omen. I went by this truck with a huge sticker on the back of Bigfoot, and it said, I believe. (laughs) So that's kind of, everything's kind of coming full circle for me today. This, I don't know if you guys know this, but Clayton and I are part of the photo ops company that's been with Horror Hound since forever. And Horror Hound was our first show. It was, yeah. And our first photo op was Norman Reedus. (laughs) So here we fucking are. Right. It could not be more appropriate. And the thing is, like, we didn't even plan it that way to have, you know, the, the Norman episode aired today, like, that was not at all planned, and you can believe us or not, but it really wasn't. No, it wasn't. It took me three months to grow the balls to ask him to be on the show. I'm not even kidding. And it's so crazy because her and I have investigated since 2013, 12, 13 together. Right. And so, um, like, a lot of times, like she said, we go into these not knowing what each other's stories are going to be, and somehow they always have some weird connection. Like, it's like, like two the last weeks four ago. Episodes, yeah. yeah, the last, um, last week, they both kind of took place in Chicago. Um, this week you'll have to go listen, but both of them have something to do with kids with like black eyes. Um, and it's oh, just crazy. Like we don't plan this story. stuff, <laughs> and we're like, no one's gonna believe us that we don't plan this. Right. But it just always happens. But we're on all like like you said, we're on Amazon Prime. Oddity Files crew is um, our YouTube. It has a bunch of like lost episodes that we don't count anymore. <laughs> um, also. The podcast is everywhere, so search for Oddity Files. Please subscribe, like, rate, review, all those things. But I've got a story. I have a story. Jimmy, who goes first? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I should not. Like I said, since I did three, three episodes, episodes last night. So, uh, so today, on today's episode, Kitsy, you went first. So okay. it's technically, it's Clayton. Oh, wow me, sir. Okay, so coming into this, we kind of talked to each other. And we were like, are we going to be going to go a certain route, or is it just like any other episode? And we essentially said, let's just make it like any other episode, so you guys kind of get a feel just for who we are. Um, so, because we both have the same idea, so we're like, we can't do that. Um, so, obviously, we're in Cincinnati, and but that's not necessarily where everyone might be from. Yes, we're all here. So, what I wanted to do, and I kind of got the idea from Kitsy from a couple weeks ago, when she covered the Poltergeist hauntings. And so I was like, I wonder how many film sets and film productions have been plagued oh, by hauntings. And so I'm going to cover um, a couple of the more notorious hauntings um, that have happened on, on film sets because I feel like you guys as fans here at Horror Hound Weekend, you are horror film fans, you like the freaky, like, just anything that has to do with that. So we're gonna get you. I try. <laughs> All right. So there are actually three. Um, there are three different stories, um, three film sets that were literally plagued with with death and with just super super inconvenient things happening. So um, the first one that we cover. Or terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, okay. um, but the original Omen. So the horror classic directed by Richard Donner tells the story of a young child, Damien Thorne, played by Harvey Spencer Stevens. Who was here at Horror House since he, what, four years ago? God, I'm old. Go ahead. (laughs) 
So soon thereafter, the husband and wife were surrounded by ominous deaths, unaware that the child was the Antichrist. I didn't write that. That's from the movie. <laughs> but this has to be one of the most talked about films because of the amount of things that happened during its production. So screenwriter um, David Seltzer, his plane was actually struck by lightning. Similarly, this happened um, to Gregory Peck, who plays the American ambassador, Robert Dorn. Two really, separate planes? Two separate planes, oh, um, if you're really familiar with the film. But um, Peck actually canceled his reservation for the flight to find out that that plane that was struck crashed and everyone died on board. Oh my god, they died? They died. Um, so the IRA bombed the hotel where Richard Donner was residing during the whole production. Um, the dogs that were hired for the film actually attacked their trainers. Oh my god! Um, and in addition, um, you know the scene with like the baboons that takes place at the start? I haven't seen it. Okay. So in April, I could have watched scary movies when I was a kid. Thanks, mom. So when they were doing this, one of the uh, the animal handlers was attacked and eaten by a lion. Oh. I would quit this job immediately. No, you just pull everybody out and say, sorry, see ya. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> or worse. Or worse. Yeah. So on the first day of filming, some of the crew members um, got into a head-on car crash. Um, luckily, no one was like severely hurt, but still, it fits the bill. It's yeah. Um, so after creating the scene where someone dies of captation, some of the people behind the gag um, were victims of a different automobile accident. So, special effects supervisor Ron um, John Richardson and his assistant Liz Moore were both involved in a separate um, head-on crash that left Moore literally cut in half. Oh, that's bad. That. That's <laughs> bad. Um, crazy. This you can't make this shit up. No. The accident happened on Friday the 13th next to a road sign, and it read O M M E N at 66.6 kilometers. Get the fuck out. I'm not making this up. Like, this is real. You can really go and look to see where this happened. Why would you even film something that has to do with the Satan on well, Friday the 13th? Or just have anything to do with Friday? They're just driving. Dumbasses. Go ahead. So, several weeks before filming, the son of Gregory Peck um, committed suicide. Oh, that's, um, that's and horrible. the reason is literally unknown. Like, everyone said that he was a very, just like, positive, normal person, and there was no note, nothing. Oh my god. Um, but that's why when I read all this about the Omen, I was like, this is, this is intense. Like, this isn't just strange things happening on set. This, this is, like is legit cursed. literal curses. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's the Omen. Now you guys know. Now, do Don't they make have, a movie. Do they have a, a meet, do they know who caused the curse? Was there a reason? Like, Poltergeist was the devil. Oh, sorry, my bad. Go ahead. Okay, so the second film um, is actually Amityville Horror, which when I was um, little, I remember watching this at an age that I probably shouldn't watch it, and it fucked with me for so long because, I mean, like a five or six-year-old probably shouldn't watch that anyway. Oh, gee, you were five? Well, I wasn't supposed to be Where watching Where was your mother? I know They were watching it. I was hiding and watching it. I did that. Good job. Go ahead. Um, but I was so scared, and I had to admit to her that I watched it because when I, like, Snuck into the room that night, terrified. Yeah. She was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I watched that movie with you guys. <laughs> I literally was up on a second, um, there was like a banister that ran along our balcony, and it was late, and I just sat there, and I watched the whole thing. And that's why you're so weird now. Sounds a lot. <laughs> so, uh, 
Any door. I'm not going to um, summarize it because I couldn't hear it There won't um, be any spoilers because I'm assuming everybody here has seen it, right? Hopefully, if not, sorry. <laughs> um, so, actor uh, James Rowland, who plays the father, um, George Lutz, in the original film, was hesitant even about accepting the role after he read the script. Um, so, he arrived very tense. And um, so, <laughs> when he gets into a dressing room, I guess, um, his pants just fell off the hanger by themselves, which, like, okay, I would be a little freaked out too, but that, like, the air could have turned on. Yeah, yeah, um, it's explainable, for sure. So, but he was a pussy. No, it actually made him say, like, I want to do this more. Really? He thought I it was like something telling him, you need to do this. Yeah? Okay, he's, he's right. okay in my book. So, one night, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are very dear to our hearts because they inspire so much that we do, um, investigated the scene um, by placing cameras all around his house. They found in one of the pictures a young boy with glowing eyes. Many have said that the boys, the boys, the ghost of John Matthew DeFeo, the youngest of the children from Andrew Hunt. Um, there are many conspiracies on whether it's John Matthew. Um, Photographer or demon revealing itself as a human or just completely something different. There's no demons. Um, so while the Warrens were investigating the Amityville house, um, they came home to their own sort of nightmare. So Ed was in his office and the latch at the end of the passageway snapped open and he heard heavy footsteps approaching his office. Um, which, I would have put my head in my But head. for them, like that's that's their livelihood. Ed and Lorraine Warren, they were the, like the top, they were the original paranormal investigators. They really were. They, the Conjuring the movies are based on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so for something like that, and for him to make a big deal out of it, I feel like that's for sure. That's something. Um, so in the 2005 remake with Ryan Reynolds, who then plays the dad, he reported that he I and like others. I that I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um, but him and other crew members kept waking up at 3:15 every morning. Um, which was the time that Ron DeFeo murdered his parents and four siblings. Hey, Ryan, if you're listening, call me. Let's talk about it. Um, this is crazy. So, again, this is not talking about the remake, but just before filming began, a dead body washed up on shore. Oh, get that fuck out. Swear. No. I swear. Because I know there was, like, a lake or whatever. <gasps> no. Yeah, so, crazy. All right, so the last film that I'm going to cover is, because I had to, and it's significant enough, it might sound corny, but The Exorcist was so terrible in their production in terms of like things happening to them. Really? Which is highly unfortunate. Um, it's a pretty major movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So surrounding the films are nine deaths from cast and crew. Um, a crew member and technician both died during production, but as far as what happened to them, literally went unreported. Oh, that's sketchy. Right. Um, so the brother of Max von Sydow, sorry if anyone you were close to. I, I think you pronounced it right. Okay, thanks. Uh, so he passed away, as did Linda Blair's uh, grandfather, all again during filming. So the, before the film was released, Brent Dennings, um, played by Jack McGowan, died of flu complications. Father um, Father Damien Karras' mother, played by Vasiliki Malayaros. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> died after her participation with the film, but before the, it was released. And it never said how, but nonetheless she did. So during the original release, it affected many audiences so strongly that paramedics were called, called, were called to treat people Words who fainted. 
literally when we started like that, that's why DJ Jimmy edits things. Yeah. <laughs> we sound way better on We'll like stutter and we'll look at him and say, cut that out. Yeah. And then we argue about whether we're going to cut it out or not. Um, one thing actually, while watching the film, one man actually fainted and broke his jaw on the seat in front of him. Yeah, but how far was the seat in front of him? Well, maybe he's clumsy like me. So this is one that I found really crazy. A mysterious fire ruined the set while no cast or crew were around at all, which caused a six-week uh, six delay in production. Um, there was only one room in all the set in this mass fire that was absolutely untouched. Oh! Which room do you think it was? Have you seen the I've seen parts of the bedroom. Yes. Movies are scary, people. I have nightmares. But ghosts are fun. Which is crazy that this place was destroyed in the fire, but the bedroom was... Oh, but the bedroom? Look, I got five points. Um, so I didn't know this, that Linda Blair was actually... She got a ton of death threats following the film from, quote, religious zealots, because they said that the film was glorifying Satan. Um, so yeah, she had right. bodyguards protecting her for six months after the release. Which, I mean, she was a child. I know. I mean, I think know. about a child even trying to understand what a death threat is. Right. And most of it was Eileen, right? We all know that, right? Come yeah. on. Zealots. <laughs> um, so Linda Blair actually had a mental breakdown during filming and attacked her on-screen mother. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so the scene where Reagan throws her mother. Was she a teenager? Because it all makes sense. You got that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have dogs. <laughs> so the scene where she throws her mother um, across the room uh, resulted in permanent spinal injury. Oh, shit. Yeah. She was in a harness, but it broke, and she landed weird, and it literally fucked up her back. And, like, still, spinal issues. Is she still high? I don't know. That's why Do I guys hesitated. Is the mother? No. Ellen Burson. Sorry, I'm really bad. Putting that out there. DJ Jimmy, she's still alive. Then I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, um, Sarah Zach. But what's crazy is that that take is in the the film. Oh wow! Because everything was so now raw I'm gonna have to watch it. and genuine that um, they left they left it in. She's still alive and she's 86. Well, oh, I know her. Ellen Burson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, oh, poor thing. So she's still alive, just might not be kicking. Uh, Literally. But, yeah, so it's so crazy that they used that take because the screams and everything were so legit. But I mean, that makes sense. That's kind of shitty. I know. But I love film. I love all things film. And I like all genres of film. And I was like, why didn't... It kind of made me mad that I didn't think of it before we seen it or before you did an episode on it. And so I was like, damn it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm doing a horror round because they're all film, film buffs as well. And yeah, exactly. It was also highly convenient that all these haunted sets were horror films. Oh, that's not a single one was that. like Talladega Nights played by ghosts. Well, right. and, and they like use that. <laughs> right, it's definitely not. And they use it as a marketing scheme, but when there's deaths. Right. It's or like the fire. Yeah. Or like the dead body washing up on that lake. Oh, yeah, it sounds a lot like the poltergeist. I know. So maybe you guys have to download the podcast to listen to that. It was really good. Yeah, but that's my uh, three and one story. I like it. Good job, Clayton. I'm excited for yours, though, because you've been talking about it forever. But oh. you haven't told me anything about it. Does everybody give Clayton a round of applause? Okay, first and foremost, we thought we'd have 10 people here. Thank you for fucking being here. You guys give yourself a round of applause. 
I just want an excuse to scream, but I really do think. Um, so those of you that don't listen to the podcast, don't want to know anything about Clayton and I, um, this, this story is very fitting for me because Clayton and I met each other working at a haunted attraction, which was based some of the best freaking movie sets I've ever seen in my life in a haunted attraction. Really was, yeah. Anybody in Indiana, definitely check out. They're not paying us, I swear. Fear Fair in Seymour, Indiana. It is the shit. Yeah, they are so good. So, is anybody here from Cincinnati area? Oh, oh sweet. Nice. So you guys nice. may have heard of this one, but I have twists and turns, and you guys are just going to love it. Maybe. We'll see. Um, I have The Legend of Lick Road and The Spirit of Amy. Is anybody familiar with Lick Road? Is it as creepy as they say it is? Oh, sweet. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so Lake Road dead ends at the Richardson Forest Preserve maintained by the Hamilton County Park District, and it is creepy as fuck, according to them, because I've not been there. I may go tonight. We should all meet up. Um, now, the most information I found was on a spirit named Amy, who legend has it was brutally raped and murdered on Lick Road. Those of you, again, who don't listen to the podcast, I am a true crime fucking junkie. So you put haunting together with murder, I'm fucking in. Side note, can I put in? Yeah. So we were actually at an investigation that was a few hours away, and... <laughs> Always put in, by the way. And so we were driving home, and we had like four hours, and we left, what, at 2 a.m.? Yeah, it's totally his And so we're so tired, and I'm just like, I don't know how we're going to... How are we going to stay up? Because I'll drive, but I'm that person that someone has to stay up with me. Like, I'm not going to be surrounded by asleep people and be expected to stay awake. Um, and so I was like, oh, have you ever heard of this podcast, which actually is DJ Jimmy's fault because he was a fan person. My and, favorite murder. And so we listened to My Favorite Murder, and literally the next day she said, um, I'm like 20 episodes in. I'm like, there aren't enough hours in the day. Like, how? <laughs> Sorry. No, see, <laughs> No, but as, after you subscribe to our podcast, check those girls out. They're kind of awesome. They also don't pay us. We kind of ripped off their idea. We just put ghosts and shit in. Anywho, um, I have no idea where I left Sorry. off. No, please, every time Raped interrupt me. Raped and murdered. That's right. Okay. So, legend has it, Amy was... Brutally raped and murdered on Lake Road in the 90s by her boyfriend after prom. What a bad prom day he was. I'm just putting that out there. We make fun of everything, even murder. I'm just putting that out there. If you don't like it, find the fucking door. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, however, there's no proof of this. There's people have searched um, police records. Things like that. There's no proof that an Amy was murdered after prom and decapitated and thrown down the well, for lack of a better term. Um, well, no one really knows how the story started. The haunting is documented all over the internet. You go to YouTube and you search for the legend of Lick Road or the spirit of Amy. People are out there investigating all the time, getting all kinds of crazy evidence. Um, so the evidence is screams of a female, crying coming from the woods. The most common occurrence is disembodied footsteps all around the area. So you can like stand on this road and you hear people, you don't see anybody, but you hear people walking around all around you. How creepy is that? I don't run, not really. Um, 
cat, and you can catch a glimpse, not everybody, I probably wouldn't, but catch a glimpse of a spectral woman in white. But the most popular story is that if you sit in your car long enough with the windows up and the vehicle turned off and the radio turned down, that Amy will write, help me in the condensation on the window. I'm not buying it, but I'd like to try. Again, anybody want to go? Um, EVPs have also been captured, stating the name of the brave people are searching here. So it's not saying what the spirit's name is, it's, it's calling out your name, which is creepy as hell. Um, some have also claimed to feel the touch of an unseen force tugging them onto the bridge, so kind of pulling them up onto the bridge. Any questions? No. Okay. Um, I lost my place. This is where Jimmy will cut this out so <laughs> you guys can listen to it. Okay, so now after a bit of research, while, like I said, there's no actual documentation of Amy in the 90s being murdered or even found dead at this location, I did come across this terrifying story. A headline in April of 1978 stated, two and a half year toll of female murder victims now stands at 16. With one of the victims being 15 year old Linda Dyer being found under the bridge of Lake Road. Linda was at a party with friends when she realized she had left her coat behind at a previous place in her, where her friends were at and her friends like, no, you don't need your coat, but apparently, I'm sure her mom would have grabbed her if she forgot her coat or whatever, but she insisted that she had to go back and get her coat. Um, Sydney Brady moment. Anybody who follows us on Twitter knows what that means. Okay. So, oh, okay, so her friends actually, she's like, I'm going to hitchhike. Um, I'll be fine. It was the 70s. I guess everybody hitchhiked back then. I don't know. I was just a little baby. And her friends actually saw her leave in an orange Volkswagen with two men driving it. I guess in the 70s, hitchhiking was today's version of Uber and Lyft. Again, I don't know. Um, her friends saw her leave. And later that night, a resident from Coleraine, is that right? Coleraine. Coleraine. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, who was partying near Lick Road with her friends, claims hearing an argument toward Lick Road. So they weren't actually on Lick Road. She, I guess it was like a teenage place to kind of hang out and party back in the 70s. I thought everywhere was like that back then. Um, but she heard an argument having to do something with alcohol. She didn't even think twice about it. And then she ended up seeing an orange Volkswagen drive away with two men in it. It wasn't until 6.30 the following evening that police received a call stating a work crew spotted a nude body of a 15 to 18 year old Caucasian woman with a stab wound was spotted under the bridge on Lake Road. After an autopsy, my Chicago wanted to come out there. After an autopsy, it was confirmed she was raped stabbed, and then strangled to death. While authorities have their suspicions that Larry Ralston was the murderer, it has never been proven, and Linda Dyer's case has been cold since the 70s. Whoa. Larry Ralston was convicted of five of those 16 murders in the headline, and was a suspect in 
all the others, pretty much. And he is still in prison to this day. Fuck him. Yes. Can we just say that? Fuck Bitches. him. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> um, when the police caught up with him, Mr. Ralston, uh, let's just call him dickhead from here on out. Cool? Everybody cool with that? Um, when the police caught up with him, Dickhead was a 28-year-old unemployed, unemployed dropout of Norwood High School. Um, he held jobs before at the Hamilton County Morgue, well, there's your sign, and state mental hospitals. But at that time, he was living at home or he was with a short list of friends. Dickhead's father told reporters that he had warned his son that his uh, warned his son that his irresponsible lifestyle, this was the 70s, so I guess it talked weird, sleeping all day and staying out all night and running around with young girls would bring only trouble. But his mother called him a likable boy, because that's how moms are, who had a knack for talking to anybody, even if you didn't know them. My mother said the same thing about me. I'm not going to lie, that's fucking creepy. So, and here I am. Um, in taped confessions played in court, Dickhead stated how he picked up his hitchhiking victim, victims, words are hard, drove them around drinking wine and smoking marijuana, and that he strangled them when they rejected him sexually. Likeable my ass. Um, after every murder he did, he would go to a friend's house. And he said he would turn on the song, Fly Like an Eagle. They would, I can't even make this shit up. I, I'm just kind of, is there a movie where somebody's just going like this to fly like an eagle? Um, it would put him into a trance and made him feel better about what he did. Again, fuck you. So, that brings us to the point where, could Linda be the spirit actually haunting Lick Road? Me thinks yes. Yeah? Yeah, well, when you first started, I was like, so did the Linda story get, like, fabricated? Not even fabricated, but just, like, telephone game enough that her name turned into Amy? Oh, I'll get to that. I did some research. (laughs) I get bonus points. Um, And where did, you just said my next line, where did the name Amy come from? So this took a little more digging, and apparently on a street sign near the bridge, for several years, the name Amy was spray-painted onto one of the signs, and I'm thinking that's how the name stuck. Um, I mean, I was hoping for something like several EVPs collected to say Amy, but now it appears just, you know, these alleged ghost hunters had zero imagination. Like, oh, it's Amy, because it says so. Because, you know, spirits can spray paint on street signs. Okay, but we also couldn't remember the tarot card reader's name, so we called her Terry. Her name's Helena. She was at Ghost Hunters the other day, and she's a badass. Names are hard. (laughs) Okay. So, the spirit of Amy is quite possibly the spirit of this poor, sweet 15-year-old girl named Linda, who just wanted to get her coat. Poor No. Anyway, um, can you imagine the guilt of her friends, though? God, I hope none of them are here. But Jesus Christ, let the girl get her coat. I, I feel so bad for her. Well, anyway, sorry, I'm me. Now, y'all thought, um, now, I know y'all thought you want, anybody want to head out there? I've got the directions, <laughs> is what I'm really trying to say. 
You take US 27 to Coloring Avenue exit, north from I-275 to the Kemper Road exit and turn right onto Kemper. You go up a few blocks and turn left onto Lick Road. It's the third road you will come to on the left. Are you writing this down? Anyone? Can you just text that to us? Yeah, you can post that on social. I will. Out of files. Out of files. So you guys all have fun with that because I'm going home tonight. I'm not going to lie. But I got most of this information from the Haunted Cincinnati in Southwest Ohio book by Jeff Morris and Michael A. Morris. So shout out to them. We just find really cool stories we want to know more about, and then we tell those stories. That is really cool. It and is. you know what's sad is that I lived here for two years, and I didn't—I was completely unaware. But you knew about the Frogman. I did. Well, it's hard to live here and not know about the Frogman. I never heard of it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stump Clayton the night. He's like, right. well, you know, I lived right down the street from him. Well, how are you? Did you see it? He just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that's what happened, because that was <laughs> No, but my favorite part of the Loveland Frogman story was that they were allegedly playing, or these, like, two eyewitnesses with yes. this hilarious photo, which, if it's real, then he's just hilarious. I'm not, like, discounting the photo. But they were just Oh, he just came in the door. Did you see him? The, the Frogman? Yeah. Um, but they were playing Pokemon Go. And so, like, obviously you have to have your phone out and, like... <laughs> It just, it's so stupid in my head. I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. God. I was like, no, no it's not. Just stupid. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's our podcast. Yeah, I, that's it's, cool. not, it's not super creepy, but they're really, really interesting. But sometimes, stories. I mean, sometimes they are, like, more scary. Like, honestly, mine that aired today is creepy as hell. It's about a haunted object called the Enhanced Resistance. Which I had never, ever heard of. Just a really, like, one of the most haunted objects in the entire world is this painting. Um, if you want to know more about it, go over to this episode. But, um, subscribe on. But, like, subscribe some of the stuff that we talk about is terrifying. And we'll be sitting again and I think in our... that's why we crack jokes. Right, because, like, we're both uncomfortable. And we're like, ah. But we'll be sitting in our bedroom-turned-studio, freaked out with, like, goosebumps, and then the AC turns on, and we all shock. Or Alexa speaks up. Alexa, her bitch ass always interrupts, and we're like, no one said anything Nobody about you. Nobody sounded you, bitch. What did she, literally last night we were in. We couldn't shut her up. Usually she, like, at least said, I'm sorry, what did you say? Yeah. And she said something about, I can't make that phone call right now. Like, we weren't talking about a phone. And then we couldn't Alexa. shut her up. Yeah. It was so weird. No, but like I said, we also do a lot of, um, investigations and so our second season of the show is about to be released and we actually have our third season that's in post now and we start investigating for season four next month season three we start investigating really I yeah we have season three all done did right. you tell them where they can watch that stuff yeah, yeah it was on prime sometimes i drunk but season one that's up there now if you have amazon prime it's free it's totally free you just add us to your watch list list. Um, what was the school we investigated? Yeah, we actually investigated um, Higginsport School, which is about 45 minutes east of here. Yeah. Whatever the highway is that on the Ohio side that just runs the river, um, if you take that highway, you'll run into it. What's crazy, don't use your maps because Google Maps, you know when it doesn't really know what's there and it just turns into a grid? That's literally Higginsport. Right at the school. Yeah. Um, which was... It had us terrified absolutely all night. So typically when we investigate, we have a third person who's kind of our, just our third person cameraman. It's my son, Carter. Everybody say hi to him, Prince, at Photo Awesome. <laughs> um, 
but for he was busy that night, so that was our first time investigating just us two. We're big pussies. Oh my just gosh. But granted, this place, it doesn't have doors, it doesn't have windows, and it's massive. And there are foots, we never hear footsteps. There was an actual raccoon. I was more worried about rabies than ghosts. It was literally a rabbit. No, but sometimes when we're in these places in the actual middle of nowhere, it's true that you can be more afraid of like people, like literal hobos hanging out in there, and like all jokes aside, that you're gonna walk into a room. No, people scare me more than ghosts. And yeah, there's gonna be some. But not you guys. You guys are awesome. I'd be like, this is my house. It's like, yeah. I have a. Well, I have a lot of friends here tonight. First and foremost, thank you. Look, there's people. Coming. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're talking. We're talking about it earlier. We're like, well, ten people show up, we'll be okay with that. Right. But you guys are here, and I'm so excited. One of my friends who lives in the exact same town I live in is here, Hannah, and she's got a personal haunting story. Marjorie, next year, we're, you're telling your story, but Hannah's going to go for it tonight. So. Before she starts, sorry, one of the, our favorite things to do on the podcast oh, yeah. is we actually accept listeners' submitted stories. So if you have something haunting that's happened to you, or if you've seen a lovely frogman, or anything, if you've been abducted by UFOs, literally, we I know people. Just saying. Um, submit those to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email us. Um, and if they're good enough, or even if they're not, we'll still read them because we enjoy reading them. Oh, yeah. Literally, her and I sit together, and we'll read them and talk about them, not even on air. It, I know. It's like, one of our favorite parts. Yeah. So, here we are. Live. You want to stand, do you want to come up here, or do you want to stand down there? It's totally your call. Get up here, girl. Yeah, come on. Everybody, Hannah Duncan, no relation. Let's live in the same town. Weird little things that would happen after she died. 
Um, I still, to this day, hear footsteps. Doors are still open. She's just hanging out. It's every once in a while. But yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I have a lot of paranormal stuff. I'm told well, your dad's really into it. My dad's really, he's Gotta definitely a ghost hunter. His house is insanely haunted. Someday. Yeah, that's, that's really cool though. So like one thing that, that Kissy and I always like talk about is that there are different types of ghosts or spirits, that they're intelligent and residual spirits. So like when we're at schools or hospitals or theaters, you get a lot of footsteps and you get a lot of doors closing and it's nothing telling you their name or how old they are. But think about just the amount of energy that's passed through that place when it is like you know, kids in a school or patrons at a theater. Some of these places, hundreds of years have passed with people walking through it and closing doors and listening. So that it's almost like rubbing your hands on carpet and touching something like in shocks. That's like static energy, right? So what's the difference in residual energy? Whereas intelligent is when they, you know, say, your they say your name or you see something or um, yeah, they tell you how old they are. But a lot of times, like these, these family members essentially, they just want you to know that they're they're in a peaceful place and okay. And times like this, when when it's nothing bad, they're just letting you know, hey, I'm still around, just not in the same way that I used to be. It uh, it just kind of like validates everything that we strive to find. We're kind of passionate about this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Give our hand, please. Are. And, and like I said, and, and I know we had some stragglers coming. Clayton, look at all these fucking people. I know, people. I know. I looked out just a second. I was like, wow, this is double what we started with. <laughs> yeah. So yay to all of you. Yes, thank, thank you so much Everyone for being here. so much. And if you just popped in and have no idea who the fuck we are, we're Oddity Files. We, um, this is our podcast. The podcast. Oh, you should do it again. Hanging. We'll do it again. We're Oddity Files. The podcast. And, and I hope, I said this on the episode because after 17 episodes, however many were on, I was like, I hope people that listen, like in their car, when it's like, because we're like, hey guys, it's Clayton, it's Kitsy, it's Audifaz, the podcast. The podcast, sorry. And I'm like, I hope repeat listeners do that with us. Like, it never occurred to me. <laughs> so everybody, we're Audifaz, the podcast. Because when you also have a TV show named the same thing, it's like, we're not going to be Audifaz. The TV show. But well, here's the real you. reason why we named it Oddity Files. I got new vanity plates that say Oddity Files. So we had to kind of stick with the name. Right. And, and we don't like rebrand and do all that stuff. So and it's hard. It's hard. But um, no, seriously, even if you don't love us or like us, you know, leave a review because, you know, we are, like I said, an independent podcast and we're trying to do all this ourselves from the ground up. So any type of review rate on any of those it helps it pop up in other people's feeds just just so you know people know that we're there and we just want to tell creepy cryptid stories yeah. and sit around drinking wine or bourbon depending on how the week went yeah exactly and we have celebrity guests on the show we had bruce campbell which i'm sure everybody here knows and today's podcast we had Hence the hat. I had Norman Reedus right. on the show. Coming up, I'll tell you guys because you're here. Tassie, right? so it's an insider 
Um, just to mute that for a second. But um, Dan Del Pierre from American Horror Story is going to be on an upcoming episode, which is so super exciting. We're actually interviewing him in London um, in two weeks. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I know. And there's a couple more that we've got lined up yeah. that we're, we're going to have on as well. But I, I love, it's kind of cool that we meet all these people at all these shows, and I'm like, Oh, do you have a creepy story? And they're like, well, I do. But it's crazy because so many of them are like, oh my gosh, yes. And then they'll start telling you, and 15 minutes later, you're both just like in this conversation because I feel like so many people have had some sort of experience that they can't explain. Not, not ghosts, not, you know, but just something. Like my dad swears he's seen Bigfoot. Not a joke. And We're like, going to that place and we're going to find him. But I feel like almost everyone has had some sort of experience in life where they've gone. Except Michael Cutlets. He has no paranormal stuff. Are you kidding me? Michael, I'm calling you out. Out of answers. And Dean Cain. Really? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) No, but this is just what we love to do. Yeah. 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 Anybody, what are we looking at at time? We have 15 minutes. Does anyone. No, we have 10 minutes. 10 minutes. We have five to does anybody um, have any questions? Just yell real. Oh, no, we've got the guy with the mic. Who's my favorite BFF right now? <laughs> I was just curious. Um, was there a movie uh, that got you inspired to, to get in the paranormal? And how did you get started with the spirit box? Oh. So, Poltergeist was the very first scary movie I ever saw in my life. So I was terrified. So I turned... 39. <laughs> and then um, I'm now obsessed. I, I started watching all the TV shows and I said, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And it kind of helped me get over my fear, actually. And the spirit box we saw on all these TV shows that I'm still obsessed yeah, with. Yeah, and same for me. I've, I'd always been a fan of the shows. Like she said, we met in a horror-esque environment being a haunted attraction. He was playing Freddy Krueger. And so um, we knew that we had that in common and then just over conversation, we both realized that we were interested in the paranormal. And for me, I started out as a 100%, I'm not gonna say total like non-believer, like hardcore, but I was like, okay, some of this is far-fetched. Oh, I schooled him. Because some of the stuff you see on the shows, you're like, come on, give me a break. But then when they happen to you, and you're like, damn it, like, you just have to experience it. Well, the last location we were at, and I'm starting to think it's Jimmy that's bringing out the poltergeist activity. Maybe. Well, don't give away any spoilers, but the two locations Jimmy was at with us, poltergeist activity happened. One, an ornament flew off a tree. The second one, we actually heard ghosts sit down in a foliage. Oh, like a metal chair. Yeah. It moved, yeah. So...
Yeah. It's almost always. Around here, right? Always. Like around here. And is that your same experience? Well, fortunately, we live in the Midwest, and most of the places we've investigated are here in the Midwest. It's Ohio, it's Illinois, it's Indiana. And some of our most active lo lo locations that we've been to have been around here. Actually, just really quick, um, there's only one place that we've investigated that I will not return to, and it's, what, 20 minutes south of here? I was hoping you were going to do that story, Benton Farms. If you guys can investigate it, it's like... What, 15 minutes from here? It's, yeah, it's super close. Benton it's family it's across the river in Kentucky, but um, Benton County Farm, they actually do a haunted attraction, and we went and investigated it. Um, Kitsy got pulled down, and on the episode, you see the back of her shirt lift up. And, and then, then I fall for five seconds. It's the longest fall ever. But <laughs> they still make fun of me, but it was TV gold. Um, no, but actually, I had some lasting effects after that um, investigation for about two weeks. Uh, I really couldn't sleep. I just felt a presence in my home, which really kind of like makes me want to draw the line and say, all right, something that I'm doing is causing this. Yeah. Um, and I know that some people don't believe in like attachments, but oh, it doesn't mean that there was something inside of me. You know, it could have been in the sh on the shirt that I was wearing that day, or, you know, it's so much beyond that. But yeah, Bent County Farms, particularly the attic. Yes. There's a gentleman sure. up there. And something. Clayton and I want to kind of prove to the world because you watch these shows and everything's a demon, right? The, why would a demon be haunting an opera house in friggin' Mitchell, Indiana? It's, there's asshole ghosts. They're going to do everything they can to get, to get you to leave them alone. So they're not something to be afraid of. They are something that if they're trying to communicate with you, I believe sometimes they don't know how to do that. Right, well, and like, actually, because he's the one that first said this, but unfortunately, there are shitty people in real life, and there are also good people in real life. And so why is the afterlife any different? Why do we get more negative energy and negative um, just interaction at jails and stuff like that, whereas we get more residual positive stuff at schools? Right. Well, if you think about it, not the best people hang out in jails. And like innocent children. They're my favorite though, I'm not gonna lie. But it just like goes to point out that it, just because something's mad, it's not, it doesn't have to be a demon. You know what I mean? It can be, it can be a lot of other things. It can just be a shitty person. And sometimes a little girl is a little girl. Right. I'm not calling out any names with TV shows, but sometimes a little girl is a little girl. <laughs> no, but it's one of the things that's the most fun about what we do because it begins. Why'd you pour me more wine? Because you were saying something crazy, so I felt like you needed one. Um, My friends are here. They're used to it. <laughs> you drank it. Um, no, but just like growing and learning as investigators, because much like the TV show, we started from scratch. We started with a K2 and a video camera. And now we are where we are, but we've done it all ourselves as an independent production. We have wireless microphones right now. We are so excited. <laughs> no, but I feel like it does. It really does help as a production company starting from scratch and doing everything yourself because you don't have that that upper whatever you want to call it always telling you what to do how to do it how long you're going to do it i mean sometimes we go places we investigate for two hours nothing happens we're like you know it's what the place on the rest great pizza let's just do that yeah. and sometimes we're there until morning because it's great and sometimes we order the pizza and then the ghosts come out it's like <laughs> could you not have waited right no, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And seriously, we cannot thank you guys enough for coming here. And we're Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. Oh, I love you guys. But just for listening to us talk for 45 minutes to an hour, seriously, that's, it's 
we could sit here all day and answer questions about it. Absolutely. That's seriously what we love to do because we have grown extremely passionate about this entire industry. It's stupid. Um, yeah, we text about it on the daily. We do, we do. But before we head out, if you guys could kind of all kind of get in the middle, we want to pull like the, the real stars do, where y'all standing behind us on the stage and we take a selfie. Can you guys do that for me, pretty please, with ghosties on top? 